37 Disney Street, which isn't far from you, three Disney fans have watched a film which they will now review. Hello friends and welcome to 37 Disney Street. This week we're taking a look at Pixar's Turning Red. Are you a triangle? Because you are cute. I'm Chris Fletcher. My panda, my choice. I am Lucy Rain. I'm a woman now and my body is starting to change. Hi friends, I'm Hugh Rain. No idea what happened then. Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> um, we're back. We're back. We finished doing the classics, and now we're back doing not the classics. The, the music. It's not even Disney. It's, it's yeah. It's, Wait, it's, it's, it's not a Disney classic. It's, it's Disney not a Disney Pixar. animated classic. It's, yeah. it's a bit of Pixar, yeah. Um, we thought we should because it's new and uh, that. Not our first Pixar, is it? What's no. We've we done Onward. Yeah, we did uh, uh, Soul. And Soul. Luca. And Luca. And Luca. Toy Story 4. We've done quite a few Pixar. Lots of them. We have. We've done quite. Only we've done a number. When they a number. Are fresh and new, and untarnished. Yeah. Untarnished. Yes. Mm. Indeed. And here we are again. Turning red. Yeah. Uh, Lucy and I are wearing red. Yes. You would have been too, Chris, but you don't have any red. I don't. I don't know anything that's red. Does that camera need turning towards you just slightly? I'm just going to do that. Okay. I think we all need to move across to our seats. We're all not sat on our there seats properly. There we go. It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't own anything that's red, but also I'm kind of glad because you guys clash with the seats. Mm, we look the, like in the, the video. seats. You yeah. do. You look like you're part of the seats. Can you tell them why you don't own anything red? I know we just told the Disneyland Paris yeah, listeners, but... I'm a Leeds United supporter, and as a Leeds United supporter, please keep listening. As a Leeds United supporter, um, we don't have anything red in my house. Not really. Not if we can help it. In fact, and I didn't say this on the other show, so it's, it's nice, you know, a little bit of extra here. Um... My son used to play for a football team and they played in red. Um, and it's part of the reason I was very glad that we left that football club and formed our own club. Mm, throwing up every Sunday on, on the sideline. Yeah, it's not good. So all I could have worn today is a Sunderland shirt because Laura's a Sunderland fan. Well, now she is a Sunderland fan. She just doesn't really follow football, but it's where she's from. So she has a Sunderland shirt. Mm. Yeah, but Wait. I wasn't going to wear that. It's, not, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's like me trying to wear Ravenclaw things. It's a, I'm a I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I'm a Ravenclaw, <clears throat> um, but I don't wear anything to do with Harry Potter. <laughs> so, um, have you got any history for this? Because like it's brand new. I do not. I thought that might be the case. This is this is the tradition, isn't it? When we do um, when we do the new releases, unless there is something particularly, uh, you know, it's a sequel or there's something quite obvious. I just don't and. I can tell you that it's direct, written and directed by the same person who did Bow. Do you mm. remember we did talk about Bow, I think? Was it before Toy Story 4? What was it before? <clears throat> um, I can't not, remember. Not Toy Story 4, I don't think. Was it Incredibles 2? Interestingly. It's something that I didn't see at the cinema. That's, that's why I, I, I right. know this, because I didn't see it. The short... Um, it it is a Pixar short, mm. uh, but it's also about a, a Chinese child trying to escape an overbearing mother. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. There's a theme. Well, Chinese American heritage. Uh-huh. Yes, 
Um, so it's written directed by the same person as that, and it's mm. Pixar, and that's my history. Well done. That was nice and easy. I won't play you that jingle you today. You didn't even though. need a jingle. Correct, Chris. It was Incredibles 2. Oh, there we go. I think I might have heard that somewhere the other day. So that's why I guessed at it. But it was a guess. It wasn't. didn't come from any place of knowledge whatsoever. Well, in the absence of history, um, I guess we're going to do what we always do, aren't we? Um, which is we're going to talk through the film in terms of the story and the animation and the music. Um, do we want to kick into the kids straight away then? It feels like we're doing this in a very... Well, quick manner doesn't it yeah when do we do expectations <laughs> well, well we can do expectations let's do that first because because we're full of expectations this isn't like the first time we watched something mm. five years ago like it has been in the past this is fresh well my, my expectation was um because I've, I've been seeing some things on social media about this like uh since it's been released yeah like a film critic got torn to pieces on twitter because he said you know, I think they've kind of limited it a bit because it doesn't ap- uh, appeal to me. Oh, I saw know. that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was kind of, there was a, I'm not saying he, he is a racist, but there was a racist element in that in that thinking. He did actually apologise for it, and he, he seemed very genuine in his apology, mm. uh, but yet, you know, on Twitter just goes, that's not good enough. Um, mm. So it's, you know, there's, so there's that kind of controversy about like um and also on twitter now you have to either love something or hate it and you have to defend that in that, life that, it's that, not just twitter is opinion it to like the, the bitter end don't you? Mm-hmm. you you can't just go oh it's okay people go no no this is brilliant and if you don't like it you're a fool and people go no it's rubbish and i'll stand by that you know this is that's this is twitter these days yeah uh, and, then, and then lucy you were a bit nervous about watching it because well, no, I'll, you, you, I'll come on to that. You weren't sure, were you, if it was uh, appropriate to watch with a, with, with a child. Hmm. You okay. messaged me about that, but we'll come on to that. Well, I mean, I'm going to rewind a, a long way to when the title and the trailer for, yes. and the concept art and everything first came out. Um, no, I did A-level English literature back in the day, and we did Jane Eyre, and we did the whole analogy of being trapped in the red room. She was a sim. She again, she was twelve, thirteen, I believe, and mm-hmm. and how it was an, an allegory for your period starting and things like that. And as soon as this came out, I thought, oh, they 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 made a bit of a mistake with that title. That's a bit they haven't thought that through. That's a bit too you know dual meaning there. They don't realise they've done it, and then I grew to realise, oh no. They know exactly what they've done. <laughs> so, so this is the thing for me, and I know, I know, we probably plan, or you maybe thought we'd talk about this later on. But I, the, the shock that people seem to have had by some of the content of this film surprises me because right from the start, that's entirely what I expected from the film. It, it wasn't. It's, it's no shock to me at all. Yeah. In in any way. I expected it. Well, this will all come on when it's sorry, but I, I expected it to be. I mean, like I say, with Jane Eyre and the Red Room, I I totally expected it to be a metaphor Mm -hmm. for that. Um, I didn't... Well, I mean, we'll get onto that later on. But I will also say right here and now, I am a girl with a girl's (gasps) body. (laughs) And things have happened to my body when I was a certain age. And so, you know, I have a little more experience than you two. But I also don't mind talking about things. Chris and I are the dad who backs away slowly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> did you 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 were looking down when that bit happened? Um, I did. Yeah, I know about it. Um, were, yeah. that's 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 us. We it's been repeated. Mm. Uh, um, I'm not. 
Are you not? No. Are you all about it? I, I don't. I don't have girls, but so. I also. No, I'm not at all. In in social occasions, um, I will talk about anything, and I will talk about it generally, regardless of. Well, I don't mind talking about it with my male friends around. I might not talk about it in front of my grandma. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm generally quite open about talking about it. However, what prompted the question to you is. Um, we we watch uh, Grace from Beyond the Trailer. I really enjoy her film reviews. I find her insights. I don't always agree with her, but she always has very well thought out insights. And she said she loved it. Fantastic film. Um, she was glad that the story was being told. She says, however, I understand it is every parent's decision how and when these subjects are broached with their female children. And uh, that might you might want to check it out first to decide if you if you want your daughter to see this and if this is the right moment for you. Okay. And that was a thought. So I thought, oh my goodness, right? Is I fully plan to be an open parent when the time comes, but do I have to make that decision now on a Sunday afternoon in in twenty twenty two? Is this is this the time when the birds and the bees talks going to come? <clears throat> And it made me a little bit hesitant. And that's why I messaged you because I knew you'd already watched yeah, it. It's like, yeah. do do I need to think about this? Now, I want it to be very clear right now because I'm going to talk about this further when we talk about the story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I don't want to see this. I'm disgusted and disgraced. Because as you well know, Chris, who's known me for many years, that's out of character. <laughs> um, but it was more like, do I seriously have to think about whether this is going to be a um, a proper parenting moment? As yeah. it was, she was playing on her iPad and only half watching. <laughs> yeah, and even so, um, a seven-year-old's not going to get any of that uh, from this film. You take it at face value at seven, don't you? I yeah. think by the time... Because uh, the big thing is that they, they show maxi pads and they talk about maxi pads and they hold them up so that they're really big and centred in the screen. No, I think if a girl is old enough to know what maxi pads are, they're probably going to feel really embarrassed about sitting and watching it with the parents, for one. But... The horse has already bolted. And if they don't know what maxi pads are, they're not going to know there's anything for themselves to know. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what you don't know, do you? No, that's true. So I'm not entirely sure it would prompt the difficult questions I expected it to prompt. The way I'd I'd heard it was Grace Randolph, the way I'd heard her talk about it, I thought, oh, goodness, is this going to be very, you know. So that that whole subject with with me, I'm... When Claire Rayner came to our house when we were on telly, mm. I've, I've told you've heard this story before. I'm going to tell it anyway. So when Claire Rayner came to our house um, for for our telly thing, she asked if she could use the toilet. She disappeared upstairs and she came back down and she went, "Jackie, that's my mother." She went, "Jackie, I love that you have your sanitary towels on display for everybody to see." Now she didn't mean as a display; they're not yeah. they, weren't, they weren't in a big glass cage like yeah. there for everyone to see. Used. But, my mum always they, they were always out on display mm. on display on on the, on the bookshelf shelf. on the yeah, shelf yeah. next to the toilet and that that is how it always was in our house now my mum has brought us up in a house of trousers there was me and my two brothers and my dad it's mm-hmm. all men everywhere mm-hmm. but she always made sure that that we, we were in touch with what women were and who they are and and you know had a very very much I, I don't want to say this because it sounds horrible but a feminist agenda she yes, she always yes, made yes. sure that that you know we were feminists at heart as well and that's that's how we've been brought up now for me that that also translates to 
if mum was out of sanitary towels and I was going to the shop, I would go and buy them for her. So when you say about stepping back and shying away, that just, that isn't me at all. Yeah, that was just a, that I was, know. It was just a cute, cute reference to, I know, the, I know, to, I know. to, to the film. Um, but no, but then yeah, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. then been the same. And I think maybe when me and Laura got together, she was probably a little bit more like taboo about that whole thing mm. than, than I was. But then as we got to know each other, she realized she didn't need to be. So it's just exactly the same there. Now, she doesn't have the mountain display for the boys to see, but mm-hmm. uh, but we don't we don't kind of shy away from any of that. But you're right. When's the right time to talk to your kids about this stuff? It's very difficult to say. But... I, I didn't want to be accidentally forced into it by a Disney film. That yeah. that's what I'm saying basically. I get that. I get that. I I guess again we'll talk about this when we come to the story. But potentially this could be a very good thing for the future when it is the right time though because. It's something that's almost relatable that you can then bring back, isn't well, it? But I also want to. I'm almost going to contradict myself here a bit. But uh, what Hugh said at the was it Hugh said? Yeah, Hugh said at the beginning about on the internet you either love it or you hate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I've also seen quite a few of my um, very openly feminist friends. Now I think most of my friends are feminists. I'm a feminist myself, but you know people who actively wear t-shirts with slogans on Hmm. those kind of friends um i've seen them saying we shouldn't be upset about this we should all be talking about this we should have children should learn about this younger and this is a fantastic thing and and holding it up as an absolutely fabulous you know earth-changing moment and but also openly saying and anyone who disagrees is wrong and close-minded and that's the problem with society. That That's the kind of stuff I've heard from other people. Mm. I totally disagree with that. Totally. Nuance, Nuance is dead. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think apart from how you brought, brought up and feminism versus misogyny and all this kind of thing, all that aside, some people are just naturally more reserved, naturally more private, naturally a bit more, I don't know if squeamish is even the right word. I think reserved is only the best way to say it, where they're not as comfortable talking about that. And I don't think that's anything to do with, you know, feminism or, or open conversations or anything. I think it's due to, to do with personality. I don't yeah. think it's to do with right or left or liberal conservative or anything. I think sometimes you've got to allow for personality. And I have got other friends that I would just, I, I know that they wouldn't be comfortable having a full conversation about their bodies and their time in the months that way. And I don't think for a second it's because they're uh, politically or socially aligned differently to me. I just think it's a character thing. And so I want that to stop as well, basically. It's funny though, I, I didn't think, I, we, I was going to say we're way off topic here. We're not off topic, but it's mm. kind of getting away from film a little bit. But I didn't fully understand the the purpose of periods and what what it was and what was happening to a woman's body until um, we started thinking about having children. And, and mm. I understood where that fit into that entire That's process for, for want of a, of a better word. And I don't feel like that was ever explained properly to me as a as a child or as a as a young adult. Well, that's really and interesting. Did you? Well... We're getting on to a very different topic now, We weren't we? told anything about this at school. I thought uh, it was women wetting themselves until I was, like, pretty far into my teens. See, I had no idea what it was. Obviously, um, we had the sex ed talk last, um, not the sex ed talk, the period talk last year of junior school. And so we understood why, mechanics, all that. Now, if there's one thing that could say is perhaps this talk should be done co-ed 
instead of separating. Well, yeah, possibly. But, I mean, we... I, I don't think we're getting off topic. I just think we need to get all this stuff out of the way. <laughs> Let's get it out of the way and then we can talk so about that we the can, film. So <laughs> we can talk about the film in a... Because I think yeah. if you've heard anything about this film so far and you haven't watched it and you've been on social media, I think this is what you'll have heard. Mm-hmm. My, my, my first sentence in story that I've got written in my notes is, uh, let's get something out of the way. Yeah. Um, but it's on. It's about something much more trivial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> True to form. Yeah. Um, well... Should we? Do, is there any more on this? Do, do we want to? Let's crack on. Um, like, well, my expectations mm-hmm. then were that it was going to be like Team Wolf. Yeah, that, that was my expectations. Was especially after a couple of the trailers, I thought, well, this seems a lot like Team Wolf. So that was my expectations going in. It's going to be about Team Wolf, but it's a girl, and there'll probably be something to do with periods in there. That was pretty much mm. what I thought of it. My expectations going in. I didn't think there'd be anything about periods. I just thought that it was implied in the name and it was, I think and it was yeah, about I think that's what I thought. that critical... Coming of age sort yeah, of Yeah, coming thing. of age. Yeah, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Well, should we see what the kids thought? Yep. Yeah. Let's do that then. We just watched Turning Red on Disney+. Plus. It's about a Chinese girl who turns into a panda when she gets too excited or hyper. But there's this thing called Four Town. It's a boy band, but, but I think their music is rubbish. And they have to make £800 so her and her friends could go as a... One ticket is £200, so they do it with the word panda. They make it to Four Town but there was kind of something bad happening as Four Town was the same night as the ritual to take the panda away from her. And then her mum got mad and then she turned into a panda and then like everyone turned into a panda and they had to do the ritual again. At the end, um, she decides to keep her panda instead of getting rid of it in a ritual. It was very scary. What was scary? Uh, loads of it. Tell me some bits. The front part wasn't scary, but the middle was, and the end was. The end. My favourite bit was, I liked it when they were, like, doing all the pictures and making all that money. I don't have a favourite bit, though. May is my favourite character because... I like it when she, instead of got turning into the panda, she just has like a cardboard cut all of it. My favourite character is one of the panda's friends because she's really hyper. She's called Abby. There's not much music, so I don't have a favourite. My favourite song was none of them because they were all rubbish and they were all that four-town thing, and it was rubbish. Not a fan of uh, millennial boy band pop music then? No. OK. I liked it. Would you watch it again? Probably. I'd give it a four out of five again. I would give it four out of five. In it, the dad says red's a lucky colour and it's good because my favourite colour used to be um, red. Is red? It used to be red. Used to be red. Hmm. When did that change? A few days ago. So, I give it zero out of one. So, zero add two equals equals two. Okay, what's this got to do with turning red? Uh, nothing else, just doing maths. 
update because I did ask this today. Bonnie's new favourite colour is now pink and purple and I think it's something to do with the fact that her friends at school who were previously called the girl gang are now called the glitter group. Mm. Wow. Mm. This is the change. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, just going back a sec. Uh, it was not notable that uh, I couldn't find this on Bonnie's account on Disney Plus. Mm. It wasn't on the children's account. Oh. There we go. So that that suggests something that maybe this con- controversy they've just kind of maybe I don't know if it was already rolled out to that or not or they pulled it back I don't know I don't what know. what is is it universal I that didn't even see uh, good question what, let's find age? out there's, there's others that are not on there I mean notably yeah. stuff like uh, Peter Pan and stuff and there's still universal certificates they're just choosing not to I think it's anything that a parent can stumble across and go I'm not happy about that yes yeah. pretty much well I can't find out. Well, whilst you're looking into that, Hugh, mm. um, shall I play the story jingle? Yeah. <laughs> it's PG. So it's time to discuss how the story goes. I know it can't be worse than Oliver and Coke. Did you catch that? I don't know whether everybody caught the top of the thing. Yeah, that's just, quite a big yeah. thing, though, to PG. have a Disney film as PG. I don't know what I don't know whether what the other Pixar's are. I mean, sure. everything's always been. I'm sure Incredibles Two is PG because they say they say crap in it. Mm. I don't think that's as naughty a word um, stateside as it is here because I've seen heard them say crap in a few children's things, and I would tell a child off if they, I heard them say that. I think it's quite funny when you look back at, at the films that I used to watch in the eighties. Uh, that were PG mm, and some of the yeah. language in those. Yeah. Uh, like Team Wolf, for Kids instance. are always swearing. Now, that, ah, that's the thing, right? Now, They've moved them to 12s, haven't they, a lot of them? I, th- I thought this might happen, but uh, um, speaking of Team Wolf, you know when I said, let's get something out of the way? Yeah. I was going to say, a teenager reaches a point in their life when a, uh, in an allegory for puberty, they turn into a furry monster, but it transpires that their parent also suffers the same curse. <laughs> I just described Teen Wolf. Uh, so that's going to be a, a hilarious reveal. <laughs> uh-huh. um, now I knew this, this isn't the first time Pixar have done this. Um, no. They, they do not do due diligence and, you know... Weekend at all, Bernie's. Just about every single film is like... Uh, like, is so much like another film. But is this different enough? Let's find out. Do they need to, though? I mean, here's a serious question. Well, I they mean, have an original idea at some point. No, they could have well, rebooted yeah. it instead. <laughs> but I mean, like everybody else does it. <laughs> look how many times Jane Austen has been done in modern times. So you've got Clueless is Emma and... Um, yeah, but that's like... Yeah, a, but they say it's based that's, on... That's, it's like, it's that's like, a known remake, though. It's not like... It's not like... Mm, it's not yeah. like Turning Red's uh, based on the classic Teen Wolf. And it's like... <laughs> it's a retelling of Teen Wolf. Yeah. But I don't think you, I enjoy Cars less because it's Doc Holiday. I mean, I don't think I enjoy Cars, to be fair. Hollywood. Doc Hollywood. That would be a very <laughs> different film if it was Doc Holiday, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we don't need to talk too much about that, do we? No. Um, okay. <laughs> go on. Go on, what? Nothing. Nothing. What's Lucy going? I'm just closing Hello. the door. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to I start by talking about how immediately likeable I found the main character. Yes. Right from the off. Maybe. When she breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, I just uh, just immediately got got who she got what she was about. You know, she's not. Mm. She's like she's, you know, and she and she's not a wishy washy dreamer. No. She's an she's an actual go getter. 
yet at the same time, she's not inexplicably gifted at everything, which is something that they like to do now. She's good at stuff. She's talented. She's clever. She's smart. She's good at maths and everything. But also, she's not quite so good at basketball. You know what I mean? She's She's got her flaws, but also she's a good, strong character. She's got everything. She's funny. I really liked it mm. as a character. It's re- refreshing. She was, uh, you know, she was three-dimensional. I, I love the way they introduced the characters at the beginning. That, that It felt... I, I wrote in my notes, it feels very Ferris Bueller-esque. I'm not sure whether I actually meant that, but <laughs> but I, I just love the way that they bring all the different characters in one at a time, show show mm. who they all are and, and um, bring it to life. I just it, It's great. I, I was straight away, I was hooked on, on the film. That first five minutes, it just it threw me straight in and I was there. I, I was mm. all in, all in. Yeah. Uh, I particularly liked Abby, which uh, Bonnie did too. <laughs> She's got that, that, that thing where um, it's something that we all have because I saw it in QI. Whereas uh, if you see something cute, it triggers like an aggressive response in you, which is why people often go, oh my God, that puppy's so cute. I'm so <laughs> because, it, you know, there's some kind of crossing of uh, like emotions where it makes, it makes you aggressive. So, you know, when she rubs her face in... Um, you know, when she first turns into the panda and she goes, you're so furry! Yeah. <laughs> She's a fun character. Oh, I will say, because we will have some new listeners because it's a new film, won't we? Yeah, potentially, And, we, and yeah. we've been criticised for this quite recently. Oh, yeah. But um, uh, <clears throat> we are likely to be quite nitpicky and critical, but I just want to assure you, reassure you, that uh, for me, I'm going to show my, my, my hand early, guys, uh, I really liked this film. So when I'm nitpicking, just chill out. Alright, because <laughs> I did like it. I feel quite neutral Ooh. about the story in general. I agree about the characters. Um, I The four girls, they were just charming and they were realistic and they were believable as friends. I don't like it when the uh, films and TV programmes depict uh, friends as having this like insane insane really lovey dovey connection friends are people with different personalities who get on together and I felt that's what these four were mm. even though she said they were important to her they're really important to you when you're 13 um, but they, they all had separate lives and families and personalities and I quite liked that um, I'd, again we, the last film that we reviewed was Ralph Breaks the Internet <laughs> and that toxic uh, friendship thing and we're not talking friendship now we're talking mother-daughter thing when she turned into the giant red panda at the end I felt it very uncomfortable very overdone I it's, it was it was too much mm. it was too much for me and also uh, this this is yet another film what was the one that wasn't Disney or Pixar but they got they inherited from Fox and they released about six months ago. Uh, um, uh, the one with the robots. Ron's gone wrong. Ron's gone wrong. I think that's the one I mean. Yes, Ron's gone wrong. The one where they all have, have to have the latest mobile phone, but it's not a mobile phone, it's a robot. It's all about likes. Yeah, I don't think we've watched Ron's gone wrong. I've watched it. It's okay. Good. What, the, is it the one with Will Smith? No, what, what's the one with an alien... Um, Mitchell's versus the machines. Mitchell's versus the machines. That's Sorry, uh, watch that. Netflix though, isn't it? Right, okay. So, but similar with Mitchell's... Ver- Mitchell's versus the machine is it felt too autobiographical now I know that nobody has been invaded by robots and all that kind of thing but the filmmaker was very clear oh this is about my relationship with my dad mm-hmm. and you you got that in the screenwriting and in this case this was definitely oh this is about my relationship with with my mum 
And whilst I do think that writers do the best work when they're, you know, do write something... Write what you per- know. Write what you know, do something personal to you. Um, Onward was about his relationship with his brother and his, his dad had died and all that kind of thing. It also it gets to... When it it's so clear that that's what it is, I start to feel a little bit detached from it because it's somebody else's therapy. I think the most useful themes for films are ones that everybody can latch onto and say that means something to me in that way but I felt like the the dynamics were so specific and I felt the same about the other two films I've mentioned that I didn't feel it was universally accessible because I felt like it was someone else's experience. So when you were watching this did you already Mm. know that it was his experience or is that what you got from watching the film? That's what I got from watching the film. Right okay. And it's her... Sorry, her. Yeah, sorry. And then yeah. I read. Well, I hope it was her. And then, um, and then I read about it afterwards. And yeah, right. Okay. But I'd, I'd, I'd already felt that it's like some. I mean, you, you don't write a script like that unless you have experience of, you know, parents within Chinese cultures and the overbearing mothers and so on and so forth. And yeah, that was just it. But I enjoyed the journey. I loved the panda. I loved the, all the fun elements. I think I enjoyed the moments more than I enjoyed the overarching themes. Yeah, because as, as as a story, if you take if you take the the thematic elements out of it, as a story, it goes at a lick of a pace. It's it's uh, it's mm. kind of straightforward getting from A to A to B, get or A to Z in, mm. in terms of what the story is. What I think they do incredibly well is is the exposition so things like when they when they the whole culture piece they basically do with a, a tour of the of the place yeah and they bring bring these people in and explain it all in there now they had you know and the musical obviously did have a song about it um but quite often in these kind of films they, they labor that stuff far too much and mm. it becomes um heavy and dull and mm. and difficult to take and whereas I, I think the whole cultural see inside out <laughs> yeah, I think the whole cultural piece of, of it, the the way that the way that they brought that into it was very kind of natural. It just it just slotted in and fitted at the right times in the film, which meant that the this adventure that these kids were having were was forefront. So yeah, the the themes are all there and the the relationship with the mother is there the whole way through it. Mm. But as a kid watching this, you're not focusing on that at all. You're no. you're seeing these kids having yeah. this because amazing time. Put the allegory aside, <clears throat> put the relationship stuff aside. It's about four kids trying to save up some money to go to a concert. This is the thing. I love that. If mm. yes, <clears throat> exactly. And if this was let's say they did um a, a half hour cartoon series on Disney Plus and it was about the exploits of these four friends and they had learned Loads of elements that were in this film, like you say, them saving up money to go to the concert and and them, you know, sneaking up to the window to look at the boy. I would be all over that. I thought that was fantastic. It was just the the key story in the. It's like this episode. I didn't like this episode, but I'll watch next episode because I liked the characters. Mm. I think that's what I'm saying. I will say, um, like the just to be specific about this, uh, the relationship with the mother. Um, I found the mother's, like, going from finding the notebook and then immediately grabbing it and going through the sketches and then storming off, uh, subsequently having, like, this big confrontation with that, that kid in the shop. Um, I just thought it was so unrealistic and it was in danger at that point of, mm. of losing me a bit. And I just thought it's it's just, it's completely leapt from, from you know, that into this confrontation. 
and I, I thought it was a little bit simplistic it's, in the storytelling. Like, um, you know, it was heavy-handed. You it's know. interesting that you say that because... Because it went from nothing. She, yeah. had, she had a book poking out the bed. She finds that she gets the book out, which, uh, you know, it's unrealistic. Like, mum sees a book on the floor. You won't go, oh, what's that? Pick it up. Then you wouldn't leaf through it. Then you wouldn't have such a massive reaction that you'd go off and storm and shout at some kid in the shop when it's obviously not his fault. He well, was, oh, that was too much. Yes, it's interesting you say that because, and maybe this is a cultural thing, um, because, as you know, I like the Gilmore Girls. It's something I've talked about quite a few times. I bring <laughs> it up it quite often. It needs a show. jingle, Chris. <laughs> but, uh, but I do like the Gilmore Girls, and in the Gilmore Girls, <laughs> there are um, there are so, some side characters. There's a girl called Lane and her mum, and their Korean family, and she uh, she does everything on the face of it that her mum wanted to do but she lives effectively a second life mm. that her m- mother knows nothing about and when she finds out about it she snaps and and in actual fact it's a very very similar it's, it's played out very similarly without the pandas um and uh and there's a there's a um a learning journey as mm. well like there's you know there's a story out for the mother as well that she that she realizes that you know the way that she's behaving to her daughter is the same way that her mother behaved to her, which again is the same as it, as it is in this film. Mm. You know, and so it must be a it, it has to be a cultural thing because mm. it it seems to be you know I know Korean Chinese not the same, but mm. you know that, that, yeah. I think I, I think mean, there has to be something. So to say it's unrealistic, no, no, no. I mean, is, is I, to say I, it's something I, that you've not necessarily no, no, experienced. But I, I get that as well. No, well, <clears> I mean, uh, <throat> one of our best friends. Uh, I, I know all about the relationship with uh, with her. Chinese, right. <laughs> Chinese parents and uh, you know uh, I do appreciate that some of this stuff uh, I do know about I've been told about I just think and that family we've been I invited just, to family celebrations yeah. with that family as well I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying the way it was here it was it was Heavy-handed. so ramped up from, mm. from nothing to like having to to get to that point it was too much for me I'm glad that they established that mother and daughter had a good relationship first though yeah. Um, if they hadn't established that and just that she was a strict mum and then that happened, it would be very hard to be sympathetic for the rest of the movie, I think. Mm. Do you know what made me laugh? No. Uh, was when she does a presentation to her parents of why she should go yes. to see Fortown, but it's cut in such a way that you don't see the presentation. She's just finished presenting it and then she's yeah. told, no, you can't go. That made me laugh. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I liked that. It was well cut together. And I liked that none of the friends were allowed to go, and the only one who was had to pay for it. You know that 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 whole weaving. Mm. It's because it would have been too, if it were just her who couldn't go, and the others were allowed. It would have been yeah. too stark a difference. This is another thing, which is a similar similar point to to my previous one was um, the 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 conflict of like right, I need to go to this concert, but also oh, that's a night of the ritual. I just think yes, when you are that age, going to a concert is the biggest thing in your life. That's all you want to do. But I'm thinking, if she knows the ritual's coming up, again, I didn't quite believe that she that she wouldn't have just gone, with a heavy heart, I'm going to have to go to this ritual, guys. It's very important. Do you you know, know? It's about this giant panda that comes out of me. I just Again, I just thought, don't quite buy that. And again, I get that it is important, but I don't think it's that important. I think at the beginning of it, she might have done, but by this point, she'd been living a second life as the panda yep, and was quite, right. quite comfortable with being the panda. Yeah. And she was thinking, do I want to not be a panda more than I want to see Fartown? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, that wasn't said to us, was it? That's just yeah. us thinking, oh, maybe, maybe. No, I, not, I, I, no I, I, think it, I think I got that as well. And I think mm. it had come to a point of conflict where, because it wasn't like they'd had, they had loads of time to think about it at that point. They literally went, 
oh damn it, we've got the dates wrong. And if you think, if you're really excited to be going and doing something like, I don't know, like if, if there's a musical going to be on and you want to audition for the lead role in that musical and uh, it's, it's one of your favourite musicals, Com- <laughs> Company for instance, by, uh, by Stephen Sondheim, right? And you really fancy going and audition for it and you go to the first music rehearsal before auditions and you put, you put in your slot for the, uh, for, the, for the audition and then you find out that actually you're coaching kids on a football uh, tournament on the Saturday of the show so you can't actually go for it it's relatable you know you'd be gutted about that and, and you know the conflict but you realise yeah you've got to do something about it you can't do both and so I, I get it I, I relate it to that Is totally yeah, no, no, to but no, about, no, but, no, but, no I don't no, want to talk about no, that in, no. In, yeah, no, but in that instance in this film she would have gone to the audition but you didn't because you had something more important to do yeah but I, I went through an awful lot of discussions with people about how I could find a way around it so I could do both mm-hmm. an awful lot uh, before I came to that, well, to well, that yeah, decision. it's a similar thing, but it's a different outcome. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I, don't, I didn't believe the outcome anyway. Mm. Um, I did. I it was there a bit at the start which told us when it, when this was set, because uh, it got to a certain point, and I thought, when is this set? And as soon as I wrote that down, uh, there was a shot of loads of people holding up Nokia bricks, and then there was a Tamagotchi thing later, which I, I, it's 2002, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and I, th- I think it, I think there it's, was something at the start because I think I've read somewhere that there was, but I didn't notice anything. I think I again, it's that. it's this, it's the director's, it's autobiographical, yeah, basically. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So it's. But do you know what? It's weird to think, isn't it, that 2002 is now nostalgic. Because <laughs> they were given what, each other CDs. This is I another being thing. In that time and thinking, well, we'll never look back fondly on it's, this. It's, and yeah. We totally do. Three years earlier, <clears throat> we were giving each other mixtapes. And mm. then they were giving each other mixed CDs, and I thought, ah, oh, that that makes it quite specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this is passed down through generations, wouldn't there be like thousands of them by now? Yeah, they have a normal lifespan, though. Do you know that thing? How we're all related to? Um... Oh, I see what you're saying. Alfred the so Great. So it all depends. It's only removed like a few times, and exponentially, there'd be like hundreds of thousands of people would be yeah. would be red pandas. Mm. Hundreds of thousands of women. I Again, that's one of my little nitpicks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did like the film. <laughs> what um, else? I really liked the ant characters. Um, I presume they were ants. Was that explained? Yeah, she ants. just yeah, said, I'm, I'm bringing yeah. reinforcements. Um, the way they all turned up, uh, just the style of them, the presence of them. I, ju- I just really liked them. And I felt like I understood who they were. In yeah. the story, and and the the way they all kind of because when when they turn up they're all fussing aren't they and yeah. and everything and, and then their grandmother the mother to, their mother turns up and and she's just like full on forceful hmm. matriarch but the way that they all come together as pandas at the end to pull her back into the circle is quite um, I don't know what the word is I'm going to say hmm. noble noble that's not noble because it's it's the sister isn't it but it's just nice you kind of felt that 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 big battle coming up at the end. Um, but I didn't mind it though even though it was kind of Hollywood standard by now let's see we need to have some epic battle at the end I thought it was well done it was yeah. just too Ralph Breaks the Internet for me it, it was, was the same thing wasn't yeah. it yeah that, that, that was a funny thing that yeah I don't yeah. I don't know if I would have made that connection if we hadn't watched it and reviewed it so recently but that's exactly what I said to Laura while we were watching it and we discussed it in detail as well. In fact, I said it to Ollie. I said it's not as scary as that giant Ralph mm. in Ralph Rick, Ralph Rick's the internet. Uh, and they got off very lightly with the authorities at the end because uh, <laughs> she's been running around as a panda, and everyone knows who she is. And then when a giant panda attacks the uh, 
what's the, the a stadium the, full the, of the concert dome thing yeah. um you know they're raising some money at the end uh they, they, they don't seem to be in any trouble. For no, them. no trouble at all. <laughs> you know, a bit incoherent. Mm. But, you know, kids' film, Bonnie, you know, enjoyed it for what it was. She's not going to be thinking that, is she? But then, you know, I don't know. I just, what's my gripe? Should they have been arrested? No. <laughs> <laughs> but... um, the, the, the bamboo forest at the... Well, it appears twice, doesn't mm. it? But it, particularly at the end, which was with the mother. When the mother was there and young and sobbing, that really got me. And the only thing I can say is it's watching someone else cry. I think that's all it mm. was. You're watching, and it was such a realistic cry, and it was such a meaningful cry that I, I cried. But you know um, what it didn't do? It didn't try to make you cry continuously throughout the film. For the sake of it, no. Oh, I think they've finally grown out of that, of, mm. of Pixar. Certainly uh, the last couple of films they have, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. They haven't started with, right, how do we get them to cry this time? Yeah. It's like, if that's a, a happy byproduct, then that's that's successful. It's not the starting point anymore, which is just, uh, oh, it was so draining, wasn't it? I know you'll save yours to the end, Hugh, because you've got a jingle for it, but... The, the thing that got me emotionally wasn't really anything to do with the film. It was more um, at the end, towards the end of the film, when she's talking to her mother about, uh, you know, how she's going to do things the way that she wants to do them and stuff. Mm. It made me mm. suddenly realize that in like four years' time, I will have a 13 year old son. Mm. And I just thought, yeah. do you know, it, it's, it's, as, as a parent of no pre parenthood, I always thought I'd be fine with young kids. I'm worried about what happens when they when they reach the teenage years and how how I can be relatable with them and still be mm. a parent and a friend. And just be cool, well. dad. Yeah. Hey, I'm cool, dad. And and so that that whole bit just that that to me just that that upset me because I just started thinking I I don't I don't even know how I how to deal with that. That's why when she loved me gets me, and it's not yeah. it's not Jesse being left aside. Yeah. It's, uh, the reason she's been left aside is because the kids growing up and getting into different things, and I'm like. I might be that Jesse doll under the bed. <laughs> yeah, you know, when, yeah. When, when Bonnie gets into makeup and things and I'm just like, oh, go away. And also I learned not so long ago that uh, when when they reach a certain age, the smell of your father becomes disgusting to you. So, so biologically, <laughs> it means, you know, there's no chance of, the, you know, that there being any sort of cross breeding, you know. So there's going to be a point where, 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 I'm, uh, where she finds me repellent. <laughs> that's something to look forward to so there's that she'll be joining the rest of us no but ho- ho- hopefully it'll be <laughs> hopefully it'll be fine and I won't be left under a bed gathering dust like, like, a, like a doll so should we score this yes go on then um, would you know what aside from my story niggles you know my little uh, in- incoherent uh, inconsistencies here and there I just really enjoyed it so much and the the real test is uh, you know, do I want to watch it again? I can't wait to watch this again. I'd watch it again now because there's lots to look at. It's enjoyable. It's funny. And it's a good romp. Uh, I give it eight. I think it's one of the best Pixar films in a long, long time. Um, I True. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And and just like you, Hugh, I, I'm looking forward to watching it again. In fact, when, when we finished watching, because we watched it in two sittings, when we finished watching it on Friday, I was already thinking that I would watch it again yesterday. I didn't get a chance to, but that I'd watch it again yesterday. But I think that this will become a staple in the house for a while. Maybe not quite as watched as Encanto because, you know, you 
can't help but watch Encanto over and over. And I've only over seen again. it once. It's brilliant. I, I've got to the point now, by the way. Oh, sorry, eight. <laughs> I'll talk about that in a minute, <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> um, I like I say, I enjoyed the experience of watching the film and the moments in the film and being with the characters more than I enjoyed the the story as a whole. If I had to retell the story from beginning to end in you know fifty words or less. I want that taken with that. Mm. So I'm gonna mark it I'm gonna mark it at a seven, which is a little lower than you guys, because we're separating story from the other elements. But I do want to press home that I enjoyed it too. Cool. So afraid of that one star review that I keep having to say, I did like it though. Mm. One star <laughs> review we got that said, Oh, they can't go thirty seconds without Picking it to pieces. I mean, we, we get an hour podcast out of out of a film we've seen I, once I, usually. So. These critiques keep critiquing. I yeah. watch certain channels and listen to certain podcasts because they pull it apart. I enjoy mm. that. And some people out there will too. <laughs> <laughs> animation? Yes, please. Look at the animation you, the characterization you. And don't forget the background and the style. Yeah, man. Yes. Well... Mm. we talk a lot about how Pixar can't really do anything wrong these days in terms of visuals and stuff but to me there are so many little bits in this that I love just the little things that they do and most of it is is um, cultural nods to like manga style and those kind of things that just work so well mm. I absolutely mm. love this film visually I love it and they pepper them and it's not <clears throat> yeah it's not in your face all the time yeah, they're not it's, overdoing it it's just no. every now and again they throw it in it's sophisticated mm. the way they've they've done that yeah this is exactly <clears throat> it they they're at a level now where they can do photorealism they don't always choose to do photorealism but it's just like what do we want to show on screen we can do it and we can do it perfectly and they do mm-hmm. and we've been waiting for film after film after film for them to bring something unique unique and different and creative to us and you're right this is it the um the character design but i want to bring up specifically the toronto skyline at the end yeah the where they, did, do you know what they've done they've made it iridescent in love true, a bit iridescent, though. In true Disney Park style, <laughs> that made it iridescent. The but credits it, were a bit iridescent as well. Mm, mm. It was really... It it's was the in flavour. Just abs- absolutely stunning in that respect. And also, they made that red panda seem so tactile. You just want to cuddle it. Oh, you? yeah. I liked the way she grabbed her belly and shook it. That was a good <laughs> animation. Uh, yeah. D- uh, I want to say, yeah. We, so, yeah, Toronto. I mean, I love the location as well. Like, it's just, you know... It's, it's fresh, but also at the same time, uh, you know, you're in a, a Chinese community. So it's just something a bit different. And, you know, that critic who said, well, this doesn't appeal to me. They're like, well, either you're an idiot because do, what do, does toys, this is the argument. It's like, what, what you, do you think toys represent you then? Like what, or, or bugs life, you know, ants that, you know, that, why does it need to be related? Exactly. To but, well, but, yeah. but then, but then conversely, um, you can watch this and go, well, this isn't a part of the world I've actually been to. I've not been to Toronto. I've never been to like a Chinatown in Toronto. Um, so it's like, well, great. Show me it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see it. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm just a bit concerned now with the comment I made about a uh, story might, might be taken that I meant it that way. Now, I don't, I'm not put off by watching a different culture represented. I mean, if we just talked about Encanto, which I flipping adore, 
totally different culture being represented there. The point is not that it's a different culture, it's that it's somebody else's life experience. I think you got that across. Is that all right? I think that was clear, Good. yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't worry yourself. Checks Good out. Checks Discla- out. <laughs> disclaimers there. Thank you. Um, Hugh, can I ask you, by the way, mm. one of the things that, that I was most impressed with, and I don't know why this was, again, it's little things, maybe this will be a favourite bit, but it's when she's drawing in the book that just the way because you're so used to animated things when they draw and it just the pencil line appears a few seconds afterwards (laughs) or whatever and it's just Mm. not quite it it still looked animated it wasn't photorealism but it just worked so well it was just seamlessly beautiful to look at I might have to watch that again it was great I do know the bit you're talking about but I didn't sort of notice the way it was been drawn maybe the pencil was a little bit too chunky if there was anything to criticise it for (laughs) I'm not going to mark it a point down Mm. for that though uh Dad's cooking was, for me, the new Woody's makeover. <laughs> and I wish it was like four times longer. He was just cooking with those ingredients. I was like, oh, this is nice to watch. Mm. Uh, mm. But it was so short. It was mere seconds. And I just thought, I want, I want lots more of that. Um, but then um, in that, they were using like, you know, a lot of depth of field and sort of macro lens type stuff. And uh, that 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 was the, the the new new stuff that you're looking out for. You're like, what's different? What, what you know, what, what gets this the top marks uh, in our in our review process it's like there's bits that are just like you said before like just something different and uh, it was that for me yeah mm. I liked um, it. I mean this is could be story but it's also animation the way it's observed is those little videos that they were Lucas mentioned them that mm. they were making when they were doing it with the panda and the way that they danced and the way that they interacted with each other that's all well observed human behaviour which is what animators do so well, but it was particularly well done in this. It, it wasn't just that though either. It, it's you know, there's there's not. What well, I can't even speak. <laughs> there's not just the cultural elements of the location and the people, but there's the period there as well, and all of it is being done to such a fine level of detail. Mm. I mean, it really is. You're, you're taken to 2002 Toronto Chinatown. Mm. That that's ridiculously specific. Yeah. And yet, and yet you're just just completely utterly immersed in it. Oh yeah, I I I think it's fan bloomingtastic animated. I just do. Mm. One of my favourite sequences was was the way she first turned when she was in in the classroom. Really dramatic burst. Um, but then I did think, uh, why is no one turning around? <laughs> you know, she bursts and all this pink oh, smoke yeah, yeah. around her, and you know they're all looking out the window, and no one goes, oh, "What's that? What's being, you know, what's that noise and that stuff coming from behind?" No one turns around. Uh, but that's my only little niggle there. Um, mm. Heavy bean mouth. We've discussed bean mouth <laughs> yes. before. The callous thing. That's definitely stayed, doesn't it? It's like yeah. uh, <clears throat> people, again, some people on uh, social media just hate the bean mouth style. Just look up bean mouth if you don't know what we're talking about. You know, Steven Universe, um, Wonderful World of Gumball. Gravity oh, Falls. Yeah, about sort of 10 years ago, it Luca. was like, it was all the rage. And that's, yeah, so that's it. Luke, it seems to have made its way into the uh, CG world now. I don't mind Bean Mouth. And I've, as I said before, I occasionally use it in my, in my work. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's worth noting. If, do, if, limited appeal, I reckon. If you're sensitive to Bean Mouth, this might not be for you. Do we know <laughs> um, when John Lasseter's influence ran out you know when he left <laughs> well <laughs> obviously he'd green Awkward. he'd green lit certain projects right, and okay. he and he had input on certain projects and then 
we're going to get to a point where we're on to projects he had nothing to do with. Because it really feels like we're entering a new phase. It feels like he's been gone for a long time to It me. does now. Um, I'm just looking it up. Yeah. He's been gone for a long time, I think. Yeah. Um, he hasn't, though. I mean, in terms of movies, I'm just looking up when he went, because I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, 2018. Now, in terms of movies, particularly with COVID, four years is nothing. No. So he, he probably did have something to do with mm. this. But, you know, in the later stages, though, he's probably just greenlighting things. And, yeah. And then going around hugging people. Um. <laughs> but what, That's it. What I'm saying is I I get a real feel now that we've entered an entire new era. You know how mm. we talk about the Golden Age and the Silver Age and mm-hmm. the Renaissance. I think... You never know when you're switching from one era to the other until after it's happened, do you? Mm. But I think, when when do you think kind of post Moana, definitely, post Ralph Breaks the Internet, I think that'll be kind of, I feel like there was a new new phase coming. In both Disney and Pixar, I'm talking. Yeah. We had a few dark I'd... years with Pixar, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I don't know. You might be right. Time will tell. Yeah. Um. One little thing for me as well. There's a bit when she's a panda, maybe the first couple, one of the first times, and she's crying, and I just I, I notice this, the tears just stay in her fur, oh. and you can just see them like stuck in her fur. Mm. And again, I just thought it was beautiful. Sad, but it was beautiful. They're artists and technicians. These people is that is that yeah. my stomach? Yes. I thought it was a I thought it was a baby crying somewhere. No, he's been crying for a long time, Hugh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hearing it and going, what's that noise? I don't realise it's me. <laughs> I sprang out of bed because I heard a door creak the other day mm. and I went downstairs and I checked the whole house. I was really convinced there was someone in our house. And then the following morning I heard the same noise again. I realised it was Hugh's mm-hmm. dodgy stomach. We have cats outside our house that, that make a noise that sounds just like Ollie crying. Mm. So on very many occasions, I've gone up to check on Ollie and he's fast asleep because the cats are outside fighting. Mm. Blooming Scrapping. cats. Score it? Yep. Ten. Um, <laughs> now, do, have I any reason not to give it a ten? I don't think I do. I think it's a ten from me as well. I think it is. Ten. Yeah. Wow. That was easy, that one, eh? Yeah. I didn't think I was going to give that a 10. I thought it was going to be a, a 9 or something, and then, and then no. I there you are. Music. We are going to talk about the music. There's something rattling on the table, and we're trying to work out what it is. I think it's the laptop. <laughs> this is great for might the listeners. My I think it might be Lucy's microphone because right, okay. it's on the it's on the uh, it's on the the breaking the, the leaves. The, yeah, the leaves. Uh, what music? The <clears throat> the K-pop music. It wasn't K-pop. Well, it was, okay. It was Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. Boy yeah. boy band music. Yeah. Now the thing is about that, and I know what Lucas is saying. <laughs> it was Rubbish. very very well observed because I I really felt like that song they kept singing was a really familiar song from back in the day. Is that what it goes? Yeah, the the instruments they used, the the bridge, the, you know, everything about it. I just, I really, really felt like a boy band song. I wrote one for the Beano a few weeks ago. Did you? uh, 
Even though it was just had to be the lyrics in the comic strip, I uh, I had a tune for it and it went, Ice cream girl, my strawberry swirl, you and me gonna change the world. There you go. <laughs> my ice cream girl. <laughs> That's the kind of thing we're talking about though. And and it, I'm not going to say we're going to listen. I absolutely am not going to listen to this soundtrack in my car. However, the writer of it, he, the brief he was given is write songs that sound like an early noughties boy band. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely hit the nail Nailed on it. the head. Do you know who the composer is? Go on. Ludwig Göransson. Is that the score or the songwriting? Uh, the score. Well, it'd be the score because um, you know who that is. No. No. Oh, is that Mandalorian? Yeah. Uh-huh. Love his music, and actually, uh, I got to a point in this where I thought, oh, I'd have to not even notice any music. And then I quickly looked up, and I was like, oh. And then I started to notice his little styles. And then I thought back to the intro, and I thought, yeah, actually, there is some moments of like, you know, glory here to be found. The the songs were written by <laughs> Billie Eilish and her brother, weren't they? That's true. Mm. Yeah. The, who's also who's, who's a celebrity in his own right, but I can never remember his name. It's like Phineas or Ferb. I did see Billie <laughs> Eilish in the credits. I didn't realise she was writing. I just yeah. thought she was contributing. Mm. That's interesting. Yes. Um, I thought the music was, was all right. I, it just took me back to a time when I hated music. Yeah. Because everything that was around at that in that period of time was like that. Mm. It wasn't good. That's yeah. That's or, what I just... or the the in the UK the the later end the back end of Britpop, which was just awful. Well, I used <clears throat> obviously I you all know I'm a dance teacher, and so I shop for music to use in class. And I used to just go and get the whatever the latest now CD was now mm-hmm. seventy nine now ninety eight whatever. Every every couple of years I'd get one, so I'd got some new warm up music. And there was a period when I would listen to the first eight bars of every track and go nada nada <laughs> and I just couldn't find anything to even sort of jog on the spot to, to warm the kids up it was awful this is that period also we're in um, X Factor and Pop Idol oh, period yeah. aren't we yeah. when they dominated all charts yep mm. but so it's but not that's... our job to like yeah. it no it's I agree historically with that. accurate <clears throat> yeah yeah and we shouldn't critique the music in this because of X Factor the, <laughs> no. it's not it's not their fault they could yeah. also have made a really big mistake and made these songs all tongue-in-cheek yes. parodies and they didn't yeah. they've written proper songs that yes. fit the because artist that's the difference between uh people writing comedy who like are just trying to be funny but they don't quite get it like the, the humor here is the fact that it's that it's spot on yeah because yeah. those girls really are genuine fans of that band and mm-hmm. whilst i didn't like the music it was good enough music to believe mm. that they would be if they were yeah. singing ice cream girl my strawberry swirl then it wouldn't have worked <laughs> so it's or billy Phineas o'connell mm. and they wrote three songs yeah there we go do you know what reading them written down oh, right it was Phineas. <laughs> um reading them written down what's occurring to me is it's you know what's up with the letter U. Ooh, yeah. One true ballad with the le- with not the letter one, the number one. The letter one. One, <laughs> one true ballad, and then nobody like. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Text so, talk. Yeah. So the, that's again, that's well observed. Yeah. In itself, isn't it? You know what's up. It reminds me of there's an episode of Sonic Boom, which is on Netflix. If you've not watched it, um, where. 
Um, the so- the Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, Sonic Boom. Boom. Sonic yeah. Boom. Um, and uh, what what happens in it is this uh, person, the, the record companies are basically trying to um, brainwash everybody. So they get this artist in called called Justin Beaver, and he sings lots of songs of this kind of era. Um, and and it's quite funny, but it's parody songs, so it it, it isn't done seriously. Like these songs are, it's it's definitely you know over the top, taking the mic. But th- this is what this reminds me of completely. The mm. kids didn't like it though, did they? No. Well, well, Bonnie just didn't. Did it like notice any? I was proud of Lucas. I was proud of him for hating it because I didn't try. I didn't feed him with that at all. I just didn't feed him with it. And he does like pop music. You know, mm. he he likes things like George Ebra or whatever he's called. Is that what he's called? Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. See, I don't know what he's called because he's not. Worth <laughs> oh, the you're time such a dad. I know. He likes George Ezra um, and and things like that. But he doesn't like this, and that's good. So there's still hope for him yet. I like the idea of saying. Bonnie getting into a band like that, and me just sort of like wanting to feel involved kind of like on the sly listening to it as well you know like maybe maybe it's something we can enjoy together mm. and i've been like oh dad i was so it's not in- like loose though is it so in to take that when i was 30 like the the original incantation of um take that not what they turned into when it was five of them and they used to dance mm. i loved to take that yeah well, yeah when i when i was that age it was let loose and boys to men that's what everybody was listening to I bought the the first three Spice Girls singles. Aww. I bought the Ace of Base album. I think everyone bought that, though, didn't they? Did everybody buy the first Ace of Base album? Like, in the world, I think they did. First cassette single I bought was Bizarre Inc. Oh, mine was uh, Gal Wine by Chakademas and Pliers. It must have been loved by Roxette. <laughs> this, is a, this is a fun game, Bizarre Inc. Oof. What was your first CD? Uh, Ash 1977. I, didn't, I, I was oh. on tapes for a long... Because I had a Walkman. So CDs, I didn't buy CDs till a long time after CDs came out, and I can't remember. Mine was um, M People. It was it was the one with the album with moving on. I had a jagged little pill by um, Alanis Morissette on cassette, mm-hmm. and I, uh-huh. was, I listened to it so much that it started. <laughs> it didn't out and out break. It just. I had an Ice Ice Baby. I had the Vanilla Ice album on, on uh, cassette. The first two CDs, CDs I owned were Bob Marley ones, but they weren't ones I'd bought for myself. The ones I'd kind of stressed interest in, and my dad bought them for me. But the one I went to a record shop, Andy's Records, Andy's Records, with a gift token from work experience, was uh, Ash 1977. Good That's choice. A great album. Oh, you see, Do this you has got us nostalgic about our pre, our mid teens. No, I get that. Oh, kung, the Kung Fu one. Yeah, there you go. I bought Common People on cassette. Oh, you see it? Uh, com- Did they still do cassettes then? <laughs> um, it was a pulp single. I'm sure it was Common oh, yeah. People. It would have been on yeah. cassette, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we score this then? Yeah. Oh, I haven't got a score. Yeah, I have. But it's Lucy's turn. Go on, Lucy. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, if I'm honest, I don't remember the score, which probably means it was good, but not great. Because if it's bad, you notice it, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought they did a good job on the style of the music whilst not liking it myself. So I'm going to give it a six. I've given it a six too. There's not a great deal to take away, but actually when you... Uh, I'm going to go back and maybe listen to, to some of the um, the uh, Ludwig Goransson stuff again because uh, he is good. Six. I think it does everything that it needs to absolutely brilliantly. I don't really remember the songs, but then I would choose not to remember the songs because I think that kind of music's rubbish like my son. I'm going to give it an eight. 
Uh, not that your son's rubbish, but you think it's rubbish as he does. If that's the way that you want to interpret what I just said. I know what my first CD <laughs> was. Eight. Eight. It was Jimmy Requi because the boy I liked at school liked it. Ah. So that's that's very on theme, isn't it, for today's episode? There we go. Uh, favorite bits. Oh, favorite bits. Oh, shall I play the jingle? Yeah. <laughs> These are my favorite bits. Well, I think I mentioned mine earlier, which is when Abby uh, goes, "This is so furry." Yeah, <laughs> my my favourite bit. bits I mentioned earlier as well, and that was the little videos we were doing. But specifically, an honorary mention to when the dad finds the videos and says, "That made me laugh." That choked me up a bit, but it was nice and it was real. That was really nice, was that bit, actually. Mm. Um, I like the tears getting caught in the thing, and I, and I really like the pencil drawing. I just I, I loved the look of that. The aesthetics were bang on for me. But any of those times that those girls were just doing stuff and having fun, I loved it. Mm. Absolutely loved it. In fact, I didn't say this before, but one of the things that I did think was growing up, I the, the films that I loved were things like Teen Wolf, mm. <laughs> um, Goonies, uh, high School USA, and these are all boys. They're all boys, and women mm. just use women used as objects the whole way through all of them. And I might not be able to relate to thirteen year old girls, but boy, did I enjoy being on that journey. They've got stories worth it. telling. Yeah, stand Absolutely. by me and all this. This um, yeah, yeah, pre man boy thing was yeah it was a big thing when we were young and they had loads of them but it's, you're right it's really nice we've been watching mighty ducks time. we've been watching mighty yeah. ducks recently and there are girls in that and they actually they use them a lot better than yeah than they do in some of these films but um again very male oriented but it's, it's nice to see something that's and we mentioned the girl the girl gang that are now called the glitter group earlier, <laughs> which is bonnie's Love friends school. there are four <clears throat> of them and they could easily be these four girls in six years, couldn't they? Mm. They are just, they've, they've got the whole thing going on. I actually, uh, I, I said the wrong bit. For you did, because you didn't score it, did you? You didn't give us a score. No, for my, my, oh. fav- my favourite bit. Oh. Uh, it, it wasn't that bit that Abby says. It's when she says, my mum cuts his hair in the salon, I touched it, and it's very soft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that bit, I liked that bit. I've Do got we... a score. Yeah. And so... a cry factor. I can't remember which one we do first. We normally do, we normally do the score before we do Favourite Bits and Cry Factor. It's mm. currently scoring 7.1 on IMDb, just so that you know. Shall I look up Rotten Tomatoes? I haven't done nothing. And Oh, wait, do you know? There's a story here. It got it got um, bombed on um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. You know when people get other people to do oh, low yeah. scores to just to, to warp it? Yeah. And for a long time, it was in the 50s. I wonder if it's gone back up again. Well, interestingly as well, I know we don't talk, normally talk about this, but on IMDb, the meta score that comes from critic reviews is 83 out of 100. Mm. And there are so many hundreds and 90s reviews here. It's scoring incredibly mm. high. Right. So, the oh, okay. So... <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, critics ninety five percent, similar to what similar, you just said, yeah. they love it. And the audience score has managed to get back up to seventy three percent. But it was, like I say, within forty eight hours of it being released on Disney Plus, there was um, what's the word? An organised event. 
an organised event. I'm trying to think. A campaign, that's the word I'm looking for. There was a campaign to get it to to bomb it, basically. Right. And, so, and it was going really, really low. Do you know? Why? Why? It was it's people, people, who, people who'd not seen it heard the word periods Disney <sighs> film and got really upset without looking into it. Now, to be fair, we talked about I got a little perturbed when I heard all this yeah. myself. Do you know what, though? I, th- I thought about this. The, the video that you watched without reviewing it, what she's mm. saying there... Is, isn't you know it, it, it's it's kind of good that she's saying you know yeah. have have a think just have a think about yeah. it and see whether it's something you want and she to loved the film yeah yeah, yeah. she loved it did she point out though that like our experience was that uh, it would go over most children's heads well that's what I said to you wasn't it that yeah I, I think in in a similar way that um, uh, animated films these days try and make sure that this adult humor in there as well so while keeping it balanced for the kids the fact that that's in there. Unless, unless they know about it, I don't think it. I don't think it was done in such a way that it would trigger questions necessarily, unless you were of an age. I can't say with any certainty that I would have picked up on that had I not known. <laughs> Honestly, because hmm. sometimes uh, you just let films wash over and you just go, oh, you take it at face value. And but then also, like, there's varying degrees of this allegory, isn't there? Where it could be about this specific thing, and it could yeah. be about this angle. It could be, you know, it could be about emotions. Less, more than you know the biology, mm-hmm. uh, physical biology. Um, I, I don't know. I think the, I there know. was there was also the thing where they were dealing with this thirteen-year-old girl having um, sexual urges as well, mm-hmm. which she is. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. let's face it; that's what all the hiding. Yeah, you but know. if it, but, you know, if, but if it had been a a boy doing that in a thing uh, in a in an animated film, nobody would have batted an eyelid, and that that's the frustrating thing about this. Mm-hmm. It, that, mm-hmm. That's wrong, isn't yeah. it? It's just plain wrong. It is. It is. <clears throat> um, but I like just like going back fifty years to the life of Brian. Most of the people who get upset about it haven't seen it. They've yeah, just heard. or uh, Minnie Mouse wearing trousers. Yep. Speaking of getting upset, Cry Factor Hugh. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. He really loves it. I don't know why they just can't be together. <laughs> Hugh's Cry Factor. I mean, we did say before that it's not a big weepy. They seem to have moved away from that. Again, I've used this word earlier, but they get a bit more sophisticated about that. Um, I did get choked up, though, when she looked back and realised she didn't want to lose the panda. Hmm. You know? Hmm. Um, And also the bit where she's shouting at mum about, you know, this is is who I am, deal with it. I thought that was, uh, you know... But it's not a massive Pixar weepy, and I'm glad. Uh, But I've given it a three, and three teardrops sounds like this. I'm going with the finger. (laughs) Not Ooh, bad. That, that was not bad. So it was not a bad at one. all. Um, well, there we go. That brings this show to an end. Um, and we we kind of have plans for things we're going to do in the future. We've got uh, a guys. Oh, our score. Oh, we not said our score. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, it's eighty-one. Well, oh, that's, that's good. I think I, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's about where I think that's it should be. Great score. Great mm. score. Where does Des- that put it in in deserve. league with? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's have a look. You'd be talking. Oh well, it's uh, it's one above Aladdin. Oh gosh, Cinderella was, was that eighty one? One above, no. the, one above the Lion King. Do you know the thing is with those Renaissance ones? Pinocchio was eighty one. When you look back at them critically, it's the animation, and you don't think so, and it shouldn't affect it really. Luca was eighty one. Mm. There you go. That's interesting. We, did we give it that? that maybe score? that could. Um, I could go for another watch of Luca, maybe. Ooh. Once Upon a Snowman, 82. 
<laughs> oh, it's lovely. He's once upon a so snowman. Nestled in between those. Once upon a Christmas. Once, uh, frozen once upon a snow. Oh, once upon a snow. Oh, yeah. the frozen one. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Bed knobs and broomsticks, 80. There we go. Well. Just a smattering of examples there. Well, that's brought the show to an end instead, then. Yes. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad we gave the score out. That would have been a bit remiss of us to, to leave it out. Um, we have got a Marvel show planned, haven't we? Um, we just need to give our scores mm. to Lucy so that she can do yeah. some magic with them, and then we're going to have a... Do it. We're going we're gonna to do all, all the Marvel We're going to do films. them all. But well, yeah, we're we're going to rank them all based on our on the average of our three scores. Yeah. The um, the median average? No, it won't be that. The mode. Mode. No. <laughs> What's the other word? Medium. Med mode. Medium. Median mode. Medium mode. Mean. 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 It's going to be the mean average. Thank goodness, there we go. I thought you'd, I thought thought you'd already gone, said yeah. mean, but no, no. I think you say median now. It's, yeah. it's the mean average of Ask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not it's important. It is mean. What's important is we're going we're gonna to go, go th- quickly go through all the... But the then after that, we're going to presumably, when, when it gets to Doctor Strange, I think we'll do a proper review of it, won't we? We'll, yeah. we'll yeah. Points and all. Yeah. Um, it's just a good way for us to catch up with the other ones so that we can get somewhere close to having mm-hmm. a ranking system. It'll be lively. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime... Um, we don't know what else we've got planned, really. I put a message out to our Disney Street pals the other week saying that we quite like the idea of doing something where every now and again we'll do a film that you guys choose and we have to go and watch it and score it so we can go mm. back over some of the older films. But I'm going to ask the, the guys who are Disney Street pals to do that, I think, um, initially, and we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, something weird, please. Yeah. See, the thing is, we've watched so much stuff on Disney+, Plus, and I've been thinking to myself... If we were reviewing this, I would have so much to say. Even just ridiculous things like the parent trap, we just stuck on over. <laughs> I do that watching you know? films that we're never going to review, yeah. like that aren't uh, Disney. Mitchell, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yeah. I'm like yeah. forgetting, like, well, why am I reviewing this in my head? This is what happened after I did, did media studies at college. Every advert I saw, I oh, in yeah. my head was composing a little, little <laughs> essay about it. So there we go. If you want to get in touch at all, you can do it mailbox at 37disneystreet.co.uk or on Facebook or on Twitter or on YouTube or on Instagram. Anywhere else? Uh, do we have a Reddit sub? No. What's it called? Subreddit. No, we don't. We don't. Want to eat that popcorn. We should have a Discord somewhere, I reckon. That's something we could do. I'll look into Is it. Is Discord the one that looks like a, a game controller that's also Mickey Mouse's trousers? Maybe. Shorts. Oh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I'm I'm still not sure what that's supposed to represent. Don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Let us know. There we go. We're going to go now. So we'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.